This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. Now the Women's World Cup is upon us and I'll be looking to get some content out on that very soon. Uh, And of course you can find plenty of older episodes at your provider of choice as well as threelionspodcast.com. But this episode uh, is slightly different and one I've been looking forward to doing It still has our national team at its heart, though. Now, you join me. I'm on the South Bank in London, looking onto the River Thames on a bright, warm day. Sort of day where, at six in the evening, I really should have bought my sunglasses. Uh, But I can see a couple of red double-decker buses pass on the other side of the river as I look towards, I think, that Somerset house... And I'm pretty sure that's Temple Tube Station over there too. Waterloo Bridge is to my left with its famous book market underneath it. I've had a quick look around there. Uh, Again, more red buses I can see going across it. Uh, There's a few barges going past me as well on uh, on the river. Loads of people bustling about, eating, strolling, people watching. Now, Millwall is three and a half miles southeast from here. Chelsea, five miles southwest. Wembley, 13 miles northwest. However, uh, it's not a football stadium I've come to today. It is, in fact, the National Theatre. Now, I've never been inside here before. I've seen it from the outside, I've been past it many a time. It's a large building built in 1976. Now I looked this up, apparently it is of a brutalist type of architecture. Lots of square, straight edges, lots of concrete. It's like a beigey colour. Now this isn't the sort of theatre you'd find up the road in the West End. You'd find the likes of the Palladium, the Apollo, Savoy, Lyceum, the Theatre Royale. Uh, In fact, actually, it was a Theatre Royale was the last theatre I went to. must have been about a year ago uh, to watch Frozen, the musical, for my my daughter's birthday. Don't mock. Uh, If you get the chance to go, go. It is very good. I don't know if there's an app for uh, ticking off theatres in the same way you do stadiums on footballogy. There might be. However... I'm not here to talk about Frozen or apps. I'm here to come and see Dear England. It is the latest production by British playwright James Graham. You may recognise that name as he was the man that brought us the ITV drama Quiz. You remember that one? The one based around the who wants to be a millionaire uh, and the coffin scenario. Well... His latest stage offering is a look at England manager Gareth Southgate and his journey and what it entails to be English within that journey. 
Now this production began on the 20th of June and is running until the 11th of August. And so far, uh, both the Evening Standard and Time Out have given it four out of five stars. Uh, Time Out, they said James Graham's new play is a wildly entertaining romp through the reformation of the England men's team under Joseph Fine's pitch-perfect Gareth Southgate. And The Guardian says, a touching, funny retelling of Gareth Southgate's quiet revolution. It's a game of two halves, but James Graham's dramatisation of Southgate rescuing a languishing England team delivers tension and movement. So, just like the football, I've got my ticket, I'll get a programme, not sure if they'll have uh, half-time pies, but I'll get a pint as well. But I am hoping to be entertained. Looking forward to this one. So, I'll see you at full time. Wow, that was a journey. What a performance. Enjoyed that. Now, I've got to be careful how I describe it to you because I don't want to give too much away if you're intending on going. But what an auditorium, a, a semicircular seating arrangement um, for which I was lower tier, five rows from the front, touching distance, uh, if you will. Old style English type of ground, close to the action, yet with plenty of leg room, which was handy. Now, it's set on a revolving circular stage with an almost like halo type light above it, which works really well. There's very little in the way of set. But again, what, what they have works really well. Now, the first half was very football related. The opening piece, 1996 Gareth being looked over by 2018 Gareth. Um, his, his hair's on the back of your neck stuff, really is. And then sort of midway through that half, his take on telling the team of his penalty trauma is quite touching. Whether it was actually played out like that, we'll never know. But um, Joseph Fiennes, who plays Gareth, has got his mannerisms spot on with a, with a touch of comedy thrown in as well. And I must say, as do many of the other actors, um, special mention goes to uh, a couple of guys, Josh Barrow, who plays Jordan Pickford, and Will Close, who plays Harry Kane. He gets a lot of laughs. Yeah, he's, he's very funny. Second half, this is where it got a little deeper. All those events that I'm sure you're aware of, but perhaps forgotten about how much they interfered with the team and Gareth perhaps interfere is the wrong word maybe additional pressure on Gareth uh, racism Brexit politics change of prime ministers as the taking of the knee Covid and the pandemic of course and then there were the conversations around the flag the cross of St George and what does it stand for and then it took in the Euros, uh, the way Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho and Bakayo Saka 
perform. That was uh, that was really good to see, uh, and all the surrounding noise that went with it. And then the lionesses had a uh, a little plot to play too, which got a uh, a rousing reception from the crowd. And Qatar and penalties once again, uh, and then some sweet Caroline thrown in for good measure. But ultimately, it's a performance about England under Gareth Southgate and how far they've come, how far we've come, you know, since the days of Graham Taylor, Sven and Fabio, uh, who all get a mention too. Now, we've not picked up that trophy yet, we all know that, but we're getting closer. Um, And this performance is played out in a story of parts. Perhaps that final part is yet to be performed. I don't know. Um, But if you get a chance to go and see this, if you get a chance to go and see Dear England, um, then I highly recommend it. As I mentioned, it runs until the 11th of August at the National Theatre on London's South Bank. Uh, You can get tickets at nationaltheatre.org.uk. Now I'm delighted to say I've been joined by Kel Matsema, uh, who plays Raheem Sterling. Kel, hello there. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm oh, very well, thank you. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, thank you. Well, firstly, thank thanks for uh, for joining us. But congratulations on a great production, dear England. That's that's it was great. Really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. It's uh, it's been a real whirlwind um, since we opened up. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, the responses have just been amazing. So yeah, incredibly humbled and, and very grateful and, and feeling blessed to be on this production. How long ago did it sort of all begin? Um, because obviously it, it began at the, the National Theatre um, mm. in, uh, was it sort of June time? But mm. it must have been going back before that oh yes yeah going back um a very long time um maybe even years i'm not too sure of the timeline in terms of when uh the writer james graham started uh crafting ideas and pulling things together as well as linking up with the director rupert gould but um they'd been working away at, at this and and they've been a whole process and i think last year was when they were um, sort of workshops with a few actors in a room and trying to figure out what the storyline would be um because it's very reactive it is very in the moment you know it's sort of talking about what's happening now so it was very um yeah very reactive to what was really happening with the england team and then our rehearsal started end of April, I believe. Okay. Uh, so we had a, an intense sort of six week, six, seven week process of rehearsals. And then we were in there taking the show. And then before I knew it, boom, we were in front of audiences <laughs> in June. <laughs> well, well, you say rehearsals began in April. Mm-hmm. How did how did you become involved? How did the role come about? And sort of when when was that? When did you know you were going to be part of it? Wow. Um, so a few months ago, I saw the announcement of the play on Twitter and I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. That sounds like a fun play. Yeah. And then sort of thought nothing of it. And then it must have been late March, early April. 
um, I was working on an, another gig and I got an email from my agent about the audition to play Raheem Sterling. Um, and I just chuckled because <laughs> a few times, a few people had said to me that, oh, I might look, I look like Raheem Sterling. I was actually in Switzerland um, in 2021 uh, filming something, doing a film called Mad Heidi. And I walked into this uh, Swiss bar and there were these two guys looking at me very strangely. And I thought, oh, what the heck is about to happen here? No and then way. they just show and then they walk up to me and then they go Raheem Sterling and they show me a photo and they go you look like him and uh it was just a very funny time so I'd had comparisons with him so when the audition came through there was just such an excitement um and also to hear about the approach you know so much of the movement and all that sort of stuff which is a my sort of background so yeah I sort of came I did a few auditions I met with the cast and directors from the national uh, and then met with the writer, James Graham, director, Rupert Gould, and then with the movement, one of the movement directors, Hannes. Um, and then they were like, yeah, you've got the gig. So I found out a couple weeks before rehearsal started. Oh. Um, so I was on cloud nine and then boom, walked into the room and it was just a crazy, enormous energy. Um, and yeah, we've just been riding that wave ever since. Superb. So, I mean, I imagine uh, you say that people have said that you look like Raheem Sterling. I can imagine some of the other guys that you're working alongside the actors that um, you have to excuse me if I can't remember their names off the top of my head. But the guy who plays mm. Harry Kane, Jordan oh. Pickford, they've both got they they look like the the, the people they're portraying. So I, I did wonder to myself, is there sort of some kind of looky likey casting agency but i didn't think it would be as <laughs> like that you know it's it's really interesting i'm not too sure about you know the the in-depth thing about um the way casting directors work but i mean the casting team at the national are incredibly talented and, and wonderful people um and it's a skill cast directors just have that they they see these faces and they can imagine these people and they, they sort of get a feeling and a vibe of certain actors who may have auditioned before and and once they know the real characters or people from real life, they can sort of mishmash that. Um, but yeah, it's quite uncanny. You know, Will Close, who plays Harry Kane, he's just great. And he just feels like you're around Harry Kane at times. And then, uh, you know, uh, Josh Barrow, who plays Jordan Pickford as well. He's he's from um, Newcastle as well. And he just sounds and has the same energy. So it's it's quite wonderful. And you, you see some of the younger audience members who come see the show, they get a bit spooked and wide-eyed when they see certain <laughs> players from a distance because they're still trying to process of like is that actually Jordan Pickford <laughs> or, or not um so it's yeah it's it's very entertaining and, and I guess we should also say Joseph Joseph Fiennes who, who plays Gareth Southgate looks in, incredibly like him as well but um oh, yeah 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 incredible um I mean what an incredible actor incredible yes. human being and just his level of detail and, and skill is is unbelievable and someone who who's done as much as he has he's one of the most generous people I've worked with um it really is incredible just his ethos and stuff he's just quintessentially Gareth at times and it's just yeah it's it's pretty awesome um to have him lead in the cast well I imagine everyone has their own ways of sort of researching um the character they're playing but what sort of research did you have to do on Raheem? Oh, for, for me, um, I spent a lot of time 
um, watching loads of YouTube videos. Um, and I think the algorithm must think I'm a stalker because <laughs> all I get suggested now is Raheem Sterling moments. <laughs> um, but literally, I spent I spent hours just um, mainly trying to get that sort of North London sound. Um, um, not an exact sort of um, impression of his voice, but to get at least that North London sound because I'm not originally from London. So I just wanted to sound authentically like him. So spent a lot of time sitting on the tube uh, on that Northern line, listening to his voice, and then spent a lot of time watching videos about the way he um, sits and listens in dressing rooms or in in moments, in-game moments, the way he watches his other players or or watches the coach because there's a lot of there's a lot of those sort of moments in the show and for myself as an actor I try and make sure that I stay active as the character whenever I'm not speaking um so that if there's not an on and off switch between moments so I spend a lot of time just figuring out his mannerisms how he constantly sort of fixes his sort of um, waistline with his trousers or you know sort of uh, twitches in the leg and how he places his hands the arch in the back so all of that sort of research, a balance of the physical characteristics as well as vocal ones. That's, that's really interesting. I mean, do you know if if Raheem has seen it or indeed any of the other players or, or, or even Gareth, has he seen it? Um, I'm not aware that they whether they've seen it or not. Um, I, I, I haven't been told if they have. Um, but if they haven't, obviously, it'd be very exciting <laughs> if they did come and see it. Um, I think that'd be a very awesome, special moment. But Obviously, it's something uh, we leave up to them as as players and, and managers whether they they want to come see the story. But um, they're very much aware of it, and um, yeah, I, it, it would be a lovely moment though for them yeah. to see it. Are, are you a, a football fan in general? Because I know you're you, you're actually of is it Welsh and Zimbabwean roots? Yes, Welsh and Zimbabwean roots. Yeah, so uh, not not your typical dynamic duo, <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, Welsh and Zimbabwean roots. Um, so I, I grew up in Swansea. Um, so yeah, one of my close friends from from Swansea came to watch the show, and he was like, "Ooh, what's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> Heard me sing "Sweet Caroline," uh, but no, he he loved it. Um, but yes, it's um. I'm 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 a football fan. Um, I support Swansea City as well as as well as Arsenal. Um, Arsenal is a, sort of the family club we support, and then yeah. Swansea being from from home. So yeah, yeah, that's that's my club. Love Arsenal. Good stuff. Good stuff. As mm. as do I. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the 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 strength of yourself as well. Um, I mean, where I was sitting, you can see all the actors up close. Um. But you, you get a, a part very early on where you're, you're actually doing handstands, aren't you? <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a moment in the show where we're sort of, uh, all the players are sort of peacocking and chesting each other out and trying to show off about who's done this, who's done that. And, you know, I just decide to uh, do a handstand and, and deliver my lines, bragging about how I was player of the month. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun um, to, to come up with those moments in the rehearsal room. So you you actually chose to to put that in yourself. It wasn't written into the script by by James Graham. No, it wasn't written in the script. You know, and that's the the wonderful thing about uh, James and Rupert. They're so collaborative that you know there are moments where it's like, oh, okay, we've got the words here, but what else can we find in this moment? And um, because I come from a, a dancing background and I sort of uh, make a lot of movement based work. Okay. Um, 
I was speaking to Rupert and he was like, yeah, you do handstands and stuff like that and movement things. And I was like, yeah, and he's like, I'll play around with something there then um, to just sort of peacock. And then I was like, cool. So I sort of uh, came up, uh, we we sort of came up with the handstand idea and it seemed to work. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little cheeky moment. Um, but always a bit like my heart's racing because I'm doing a handstand on a rake and I'm like, oh, please don't bail on me. <laughs> well, well, the, the time I saw you there, it, I was well impressed. Um, <laughs> I'm, glad, I mean, I'm glad. A, along with that, you do have a couple of serious parts, don't you? Um, I think it's in the second half of the show where the subject of um, racism comes up, and and there's also the piece um, about the St George's Cross flag. You. You have a, a piece on that. That's um, it was quite interesting to hear how just how it all sort of came around in in the performance. Mm, mm, yes, um, and yeah, it's quite an interesting sort of arc, I think, for um, Raheem Sterling in the show. That you know he's part of that sort of banterous, playing around with the players, teasing. Um, but as the show progresses, he then you then get to see how he sort of has has started to be very vocal about, you know, the, the racism players face and the sport and everything. So it was, a, you know, I felt very honoured to be able to to carry that message because it's something I'm I'm passionate about. And, you know, obviously, though, Raheem is, is passionate about. Um, so, yeah, getting that moment where he sort of speaks about the St. George's flag and, you know, how he's proud of it. And, you know, he doesn't have a problem with it. Um, but how it's quite difficult knowing that some people have a problem with him having wearing that shirt or or calling that flag his own. Um, so it's very interesting, um, I think, to to get to say those words and be caught in between those those places as as someone who's who's black and, and British, you know, being caught in that place of having the pride, but then also facing that um I guess that resistance for you to take an ownership of of you know your own story. Um, but then also there are moments where he speaks about, you know, the racism and, and you know, charms from, from fans and all that sort of stuff and things he's faced. And, you know, it's 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 uh, really tough stuff to to chat about, but also uh, very important. So, um, uh, yeah, I just feel honoured that I get to communicate that to an audience um, every night and, and remind them that, um, yeah, there's certain things that are still need to be fixed and there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, it's mm. it's very powerful. It comes across mm. Um, mm. like that. Mm. Mm. A- along with that, the, it does have its um, its humorous moments. It also has its very sort of energetic moments as well. There's there's a lot of choreography that goes on um, within it as well. There's um, I noticed when you've all got the the chairs i'm careful of not wanting to give away too much for people that haven't seen it as yet but there's a moment where mm. you've you've all got the chairs in the air and and running in between each other there's a a lot of a lot of stuff going on on a revolving stage isn't there <laughs> yes yes and i tell you what there were some very comedic moments in rehearsals <laughs> you just sort of lose your footing because one part of the stage is spinning clockwise the other part is spinning anti-clockwise you're holding a chair and we all look like bad me on ice for for a few <laughs> weeks um but uh we found our footing but um yeah it's um incredibly physical you know the the play and um 
I have to I have to give it up to our movement directors, you know, um, Ellen Kane and and Hannes Langolf. They were they were incredible. Um, just getting us to feel and, and move like like football players, getting us to move smoothly through all these set pieces, and for us to feel like a like a hive mind, uh, like a team, you know, we're all with one intention. Um, yeah, they're they're all these wonderful moments. It it really is this sort of you know sine wave. You know, these emotional moments, incredibly humorous, incredibly physical. Um, it demands so much of you, um, but that's why I think it's one of the most enjoyable projects i've i've ever worked on i think as well that that's an important thing you mentioned there the people that maybe aren't on the stage the people that are behind backstage and and helping the performance go along and and for me not someone who who maybe goes to the theater too often but how many people are actually involved in a a show or a production like this i mean Goodness, I mean, when we had our first read through, um, we had this massive circle in one of the rehearsal rooms. And um, I mean, you have 23 people on stage, I think 23 mm. in the production, um, and then the creative team and then the production team. I think there was about 60, 70 people in that room when we did the first um, introduction, but there's way more working on the production because, you know, with, with a show like this and the wonderful thing about the National Theatre is that we, there's not only a focus on just the people in the room or the creative team. The the production part is really important. You know, the learning department who are constantly, you know, in communication with what's happening in the show. And then they're doing a lot of work with, you know, organizations like Football Beyond Borders to sort of create opportunities for young people. Uh, you've got the production side who are just making sure that everything's running smoothly. You have the well-being side who are looking after the players and uh, the creative team to make sure everyone is, is feeling good and feeling confident and feeling supported and, and feeling like they're in a safe space. So it really is a beautiful, supported environment. Um, and a production like the National Theatre, and because of the building it is, you do have a lot of people working on it. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. If you don't work in theatre, you don't realise how many people are working to make something happen and even as an actor there's so much work done to before you have your first day in that rehearsal room so much work would have been done before you even step into the room so i have to salute the team at the national they really made this such a smooth process and really looked after uh after us absolutely i guess in a way it's almost like a uh a football team there's there's so many other aspects to just the 11 players that that go out for a team on a, a Saturday afternoon um, exactly. but, but but tell us about the National Theatre again I'd never been there before but I was blown away when I went inside there oh god I mean it's just it's every actor's dream you know uh, I remember when I when I first got into acting and I just was watching videos back in um, doing my A levels, and you know they have this sort of um, they have this sort of platform where you can watch performances, and I've watched performances of Rory Kinnear and and all these wonderful actors, and yeah, just just them doing great productions of of Othello or, or Hamlet or or you know even Frankenstein, seeing Benedict Cumberbatch in that, and just dreaming of working in that building or or even being on the Olivier. And finally getting there. Oh, wow. That place. I mean, the building is like a maze. It is just, it's massive. <laughs> you, you know, you, you could get lost. But um, 
it really is a wonderful community. Um, there's so many people who take pride in, in the work they do there. Every department is proud of the work they do and they feel appreciated and they feel loved and supported. And um, it just it just makes you feel safe and, and allows you to really focus on your job as an actor and, and really deliver for what you're there for. But it's just sensational being on that stage, looking out to those people, the history of that building, the history of that stage. Um, yeah, I, I feel incredibly humble and, and blessed that I get to step out on there every night. Uh, congratulations for making it there. Um, oh, thank you. I, I know it only runs until the 11th of August there. Mm. Um, do you know what what will happen come the end of its run? Uh, obviously, a lot of people say, oh, it's, it's in London. I can't get to London. Um, mm. it, are there thoughts to take it elsewhere around the country? Do you know? Oh, I mean, not that I'm aware of, you know, something I've been really trying to do is just really focus on the moment and really focus on on being in that building and, and uh, delivering that performance every night. Um, but in terms of future life, there's, there's nothing that we're aware of at the moment. Um, but obviously, it would be wonderful for it to have a, a future life because it's a it's a wonderful story. Um, but really, I'm just focusing on on enjoying the moment, enjoying being in that building and I pray and hope more people get to see it in the future. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really mm. good, and and I highly recommend it to to anyone that does get the opportunity to go there. Um, mm. um, do, do you follow England being sort of Welsh Zimbabwean? Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's it's one of those things that it's it's all around us, you know. Um, even being in Wales, it's it, even if you're not actively following it, you you feel already part of that story um, because you know the. The identity, the national sport is is part of the identity of, of being English or being British. So, and that's a beautiful thing I think James Graham and, and Rupert have, have found connection with is is using the sport as a metaphor uh, for, for the nation. So, yeah, I love the sport and I love following the team and I'm so excited for next year for the Euros. Um, and um, I'm not going to lie, if if we uh, do very well, uh, I might be thinking maybe Dear England had a had a part to do in it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. But no, seriously, I'm I'm really wishing uh, the best to to all those all those lads um, as they go and play next year because of you know following the team but doing the show and getting to know how what they go through what the amount of work they do what happens physically and mentally i have even more respect for them so i I really wish them all the best and i think it's amazing what um garrett southgate is doing out there and um yeah it'd be great it'd be lovely for him to just bring back some silverware yeah oh wouldn't it just um i know that i know that you've had um appearances on the tv and and in the film world as well and i know you say you're you're concentrating very much in the moment but is there anything mm. coming up in the in the pipeline for yourself that you're aware of um these little things you know sort of projects here and there mainly work that i'm making with my own uh company that i co-direct with set of productions so there's a lot of stuff with with that and you know there's always auditions and all that sort of stuff but um you know you i never really um, celebrate or or get excited too much about something until I have my first day on set or my first day in rehearsals um, because there's so many variables and um, yeah <laughs> it's, sometimes you can get really excited for a sort of job but um, yeah you just have to sort of stay humble stay in the moment um, enjoy what's happening now and 
if something does come along uh, when it's right in front of me, I, I will enjoy it. But until then, uh, what I have now is is more than enough for me, and um, I'm, I'm grateful and blessed. Oh, so a lot of lessons we can all learn from that. Um, mm. Kel, I know you're on uh, you're on Twitter as well, aren't you? Is that something you like to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's at Kel Matena, so that is K E L M A T S E N A. Um, I will try my best to post funny memes, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can check me out on on yeah social platforms, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Lovely. Well, well, Kel, thank you very much for for joining us. Much appreciated. Just giving us a uh, a little insight into what it's like to be on the stage at the National and and part of this fantastic production. Um, I'd also just like to take this moment to say thank you very much to Louisa Terry, uh, also at the National Theatre, for all her assistance and and help. But uh, no, I wish you all the very best um, in in the run that's left down there at the national thank you very much oh thank you so much for the chat i really enjoyed it uh, you have you have a blessed day love that once again my thanks to kel matsena there who plays raheem sterling uh, and also, once again, thanks to Louisa Terry for all her kind help. That's it for me for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget, all previous ones can be found at your podcast provider of choice or threelinespodcast.com. And you can also find the show on various social media platforms. Just search Three Lions Podcast. As I said at the top of the show, the Women's World Cup has begun I'll be back with you very soon with a take on how our lionesses are doing. I hope you can join me for that. So until then, take care of yourselves. Cheers. Cheers.